0: Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hey, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another Lifting Lesson at Lunch. These can be seen and heard Monday through Friday. At 12 o'clock each day i want to apologize a couple weeks now i've i've missed my days but i um, glad to be back with you today and looking forward to our time together um, we had intended for each one of our speakers to do series some of them are able to do that of course we've had a few little hiccups in that because course, um, John David and Sabrina have a brand new baby and that kind of interrupted his series. Mine, I was having struggle trying to get settled in on what series to do, but I am going to give you a beginning of a series today that I, the Lord willing, will continue for the next um, 10 weeks and, and try to share with you on these Wednesdays as we get together. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Exodus chapter 20. For you that are familiar, you understand that when you say Exodus 20, this is where we find the Ten Commandments. So that's what I want to do is take a commandment each day and just share with you uh, just kind of some thoughts on each one of these commandments. And so today we're going to begin reading. I'll begin reading in verse 1 of Exodus 20. And I'm going to stop right after we get down through verse number six and we'll deal with the first commandment. The Bible says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth Beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing un- mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So I want to give you a few thoughts leading up to the first commandment, and but then I just kind of expound just a little bit about that first commandment. First of all, it says in verse one that God spake all these words. You know, there used to be an old commercial out there that said, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. And that's a crude illustration, but it says here, God spake all these words. Now we're reading the inspired word of God. I am of the conviction and persuasion that this is the word of God. I'm of the conviction and persuasion that it is the verbally Plenary inspired Word of God, meaning every word is inspired of God. What does that mean? It means God breathed, and so we know that the Bible teaches that holy men of old uh, wrote as God spoke unto them. We understand God actually gave these words to them. We I, before anybody tries to come at me and and maybe comment and saying that wait a minute now this was given in the greek uh, the hebrew and the greek and the original writings and stuff like that yeah i understand that but we also believe in god preserving his word for you and i that are the english-speaking people and he did that through the inspired word of god so we therefore have the inspired word of god and so when he says this in his inspired word god spake all these words saying then it's God that's actually speaking to our hearts through the scriptures that are inspired by himself. Now, as E.F. Hutton, when he spoke, people listen. When God speaks, we should and better take notice, and so God is giving us his will for his people. He says in verse number two, I am the Lord thy God, okay? He's reminding us who he is and his relationship to us and in other words he's saying i'm your god i'm i'm your savior i'm if you're saved today he is saying i you belong to me and i belong to you and so he he goes on and says which have brought he reminds you of your responsibility to him and kind of what you owe back to him he says here i brought you out of the land of egypt and out of the house of bondage. So first thing I wanna say about this is we really owe God because he purchased us. We need to relinquish our ownership back to him and say, God, you're Lord, you're God, and you have the right to dictate to me how you want me to live and the things that you want me to do. Now, I find something very interesting in verse number two where he says this. Now, we're getting ready to go into commandments, okay? And he says this, out of the house of bondage. Some people take the rules, the regulation, the commandments of God as some type of bondage. That is not the truth. When we are have a proper relationship with Jesus Christ and a proper relationship with his word, it's actually very liberating. The Bible says in the New Testament, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Mature Christians understand this, that when God sets boundaries, it's for not only... Uh, our, it's, it's not for restriction as far as uh, to take something from us, but to keep us from something, to keep us from harm, to keep us from danger, to keep danger out and keep health and safety in. And that's where we are here. God is not putting this up, these parameters up for us to feel like we're back in bondage. That's why he makes a statement, I brought you out of the house of bondage. I'm not, I'm not, trying to bind you up i'm trying to set you free in the liberty that i give which has boundaries yes but it's for our good for his glory and for our protection and for our freedom really we are free to live in this freedom of these commandments and the boundaries of scriptures and it's actually for our good we don't have to live we're, we're, the bible calls itself the perfect law of liberty the law of liberty In other words, the right type of law produces liberty. The right type of law, these commandments are are producing freedom and not bondage. And I believe that's exactly why he says this, out of the house of bondage. We're out of the house of bondage. So if you're out of the house of bondage, you're free. And so we're free and because of our freedom and what keeps us free is the boundaries he sets up for us. That's kind of just an interesting fact to me that really blesses my heart. And as I look at verse number four, it says here, Thou shalt not make unto thee, I'm sorry, verse number three, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So no other gods before me being the very first commandment. And we need to realize that God is establishing not only starting off with his commandments, but he's also, he's beginning to establish Uh, the whole basis for all the commandments and so if you get this one right actually the other ones will fall in place if you are making sure there's no other gods before you you're not going to worry about murdering anybody you're not going to worry about stealing because you you have the proper relationship with god and so i want to encourage you to realize when he starts off with this this first commandment saying there's no other gods before you if i can get this right the rest of them are going to be no problem whatsoever. And so he says, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. I want to give you a couple of verses uh, that m- will help us with this. In Exodus chapter 34 and verse 14, he says, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Then he says in Deuteronomy four twenty-four, uh, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Matthew chapter number 22 and verse number 37 through 40 says Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like unto it thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself on these two commandments hang all the law and prophets in other words you get this one right they're all going to be right He hangs all the law on those two commandments, uh, loving the Lord your God with all your heart and then loving your neighbor as yourself, but mainly emphasizing loving the Lord your God with all your heart. So the question is, what do you have between you and your Savior? I love the old hymn that says, nothing between my soul and my Savior. I hope that you'll pray in our study on these Ten Commandments that God would speak to your heart, but also challenge your heart to find out, to make sure there's nothing between. See, when we, we read this and we go into the next part, portion where it says, thou shalt not bow before him, not having idols before us, and stuff like that, we almost think because we don't have a little... Uh, carved out wooden idol or a marble or stone idol that we're not idol worshipers. Let me tell you something. If you have something between you and God, you have an idol and you need to remove that out of your life so that you can have no other gods before you. So there it is right there, the beginning of our study, but remember this. God's not giving us those to bind us. He's giving us to give us liberty in, in the word of God and in the Christian life. And then also remember this. As we get this, if we can get this one right, the rest of them fall right in place. That's a good word from the scriptures here today, and I hope it'll be a help to you and also excite you and ap- your appetite for the rest of these Ten Commandments. Father... Thank you for your goodness. May you use this study to your honor and your glory. May I be faithful to share the scriptures in the way that you want them shared so that we can get a great understanding of the commandments that you've given to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you.